welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's actually one of our monthly trailer episodes, so instead of doing the usual format, I'll be joined by Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year to talk about a whole bunch of movies just based off their trailers and see if we can guess some puzzle pieces, and then we'll see, maybe we'll end up covering some of these movies here on the show on future episodes. So that is coming up here in a moment. Before we get to it, uh, i got to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Also in the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces group, I get listener feedback and people send in their puzzle pieces that uh, we didn't mention on the actual episodes, and I'm going to read some of those to you right now. So, for movies that we covered in the month of November, let's see, what do we got here? Let's start off with Thanksgiving, which was a live show we did down at Art House. It was a great time, really fun, and I'm looking forward to doing more of those live shows very soon. Uh, as far as other puzzle pieces are concerned, Josie DeMarco wrote in with Jingle All the Way and The Faculty. Jingle All the Way is one I was definitely thinking about. Um, I almost brought it up during the show. Uh, the Faculty, though, that's also a good one. Uh, the Vern from Cinema Recall brought up Thanksgiving, which actually we did bring up. Uh, well, one of the uh, people in the audience brought it up, I believe. Uh, Jack Frost, another you know holiday horror movie, and Uncle Sam, which... I'm not familiar with that one, but I'm assuming it's a uh, holiday horror movie of some type. Um, also, Joe Black sent in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which I could kind of see that, uh, you know, what's John Carver? Is that what they call the killer in Thanksgiving? Uh, kind of has that kind of a feel. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. Broadway Danny Rose, he says there's a chase in the storage warehouse for the Macy's Thanksgiving parade float. Um there you go. Good good one there, Joe. Uh, let's see. Moving on to The Killer. Again, the Vern from Cinema Recall sent in La Femme Nikita, Golgo 13, Leon, and Grey's Anatomy, not the show. I don't think I even knew there was a movie, Grey's Anatomy. Um, but yeah, a lot of great, you know, uh, Hitman-type movies, so definitely any of those could work. Joe Black, again, uh, brought up Gross Point Blank. Killing of a Chinese Bookie, and Smokin' Aces. Smokin' Aces was one I was thinking about, actually, for that episode, but I didn't include on my list. Um, but Gross Point Blank's a movie i got to revisit one of these days. I haven't seen it since, like, college or something. Uh, and Killing of a Chinese Bookie is a movie that's been on my list for a while to watch. I've actually never seen it, so I'm looking forward to uh, watching that one of these days. Aside from that, uh, I have a whole bunch more puzzle pieces from Joe Black. Uh, so he sent me a whole message uh, in private with all these pieces for the rest of the movies we covered in the month of November. So let, let's rattle them off here. Starting off with the Marvels, he sent in He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword. I'm assuming that's an animated show. I, I don't think that's a movie movie. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, the Last Starfighter, which I have famously never seen. One of these days, I'm going to do a special bonus episode on it. Uh, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
Is that a movie? I don't even know. Uh, the creator, Joe, sent in Southland Tales, which uh, we did a special episode on that a few years back. Uh, amazing. Uh, Black Panther and The Golden Child. The Golden Child we did mention. Uh, Black Panther, I could definitely see that being included on the list. And then for Blue Beetle, Joe sent in Star Kid, Steel, and Meteor Man. Uh, I don't think I ever saw a Star Kid, but Steel and Meteor Man, I could totally see fitting in. And especially in the way that Blue Beetle kind of had that feel of like those old school superhero movies. So uh, all great pieces. Thank you to Joe for sending all those in. Thanks to everyone else who sent in those pieces. And uh, that does it for listener puzzle pieces for the month of November. If you have pieces for movies we cover in December, please send them in. I will read them on next month's trailer episode. And with that said, let's get to some December trailers. It's Jason Harris's favorite time of the year. It's December. It's holiday time. How's it going, Jason? Dave. Good. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I'm good too. I'm good. Uh, Excellent, Dave. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of movies to talk about this month. Uh, let's let's just jump right in. Let's, Wait, uh, let's cut the chit chat. What about the stuff we did last month? That we we're gonna, that's that's what we're gonna do first. Yeah, but I'm saying we're not gonna like chit chat. We're not gonna schmooze. You know, let's let's get into it, Jason. Last month's movies, Thanksgiving. Of course, you were on our live show for that one. We had a good time with it. We had a good time, a good podcast, yeah. and I think we saw it in the right environment with a group of people. Absolutely. I completely agree. All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt, a movie that looked good, but um, I have not heard anything about. Uh, I, this is one of those movies that just comes and goes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I remember we had like the Marsh King's Daughter on one of our lists, and then that didn't show up for another month. So who knows? Maybe yeah. next month it'll be out. Absolutely. Uh, Rustin, uh, did come out and I've heard mostly good things. Like not like, you know, not amazing, but it's supposed to be like a solid biopic. I think it might lead to a Coleman Domingo, uh, Oscar nomination. I mean, maybe that will, maybe I believe he's in, uh, the color purple upcoming here. So yeah. he's on the rise. I haven't watched Rustin yet, but it is on my year end list to catch up. What happens later is one that I'm still trying to get to see. I, I thought it looked fun in a uh, kind of silly uh, version of a rom-com way. Uh, did you see it? No, no I, I mean, it, again, again, it came and went out here. That's the uh, uh, rom-com 20 years later. I like the idea of it, of course, but um, we'll see. My cousin Alice said it was the worst movie she's ever seen. Hey, there you go. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> uh, Priscilla, I did see, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It's pretty much exactly what you'd expect a, uh, Sofia Coppola movie about Priscilla Presley to be like. Um, did you see it? It's coming. I got, uh, it's again on the short list. I, I don't have access to these things as quickly as you, but I have access to it now because you Las Vegas film society cucks can't hold me down forever. I saw it in the theater. I paid for tickets, uh, you know. Next up is Dream Scenario, out in theaters right now. Actually, our most recent episode of Piecing It Together when this goes up. Uh, I loved it. Um, I know it's kind of getting a love-it-or-hate-it reaction. It seems to be polarizing, indeed. Yeah. Uh, the Holdovers, easily one of the best movies this year so far. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I can't wait, bro. I'm ready. Yeah, you're you're going to love go. it. You are going to love it. 
Uh, the Marvels, we did do an episode on. Um, not as bad as you would think, but also a huge, huge flop, unfortunately, for everybody over there at Marvel. But um, Wait a second. You know. Not as bad as you might think. Tell I, well, I read your letterbox review when I was on Letterboxd as Gopher Jason. I read your ah, yes, review, yes, yes. and your review said, if they took 15 different screenwriters, put them in 15 different rooms... Gave them the directive to each write a script without telling them what the other ones were doing, and then just picked random scenes from each one. That's what the movie would be, and then yeah. your and then your review of your review is not as bad as you would expect. Still better than Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. That's all I'll say. I mean, that really just <laughs> says where you know Marvel is right now. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. They are not doing too well, and uh, that goes for critically, box office, fans, like the whole. It's not going well and, for them. And, but. you know, Dave, I think with these piecing it together uh, trailer episodes, we have me on record saying I had superhero fatigue two years before the masses had it. Mm, you are a trailblazer. I'm an early adapter things. of yeah, <laughs> superhero fatigue. <laughs> uh, next up is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which uh, also, I, I don't know, I don't think it's doing too well. I think it's doing all right overall, but not for the series. It's not doing that well. I, I think it's doing fine. I mean, it's yeah. a prequel, a reboot. Boot. It's three hours long from what I understand. I don't want to see that. But um, It's crazy. Yeah, but, I uh, say it's good. Yeah, like I said on the trailer episode, I'm not going to see it because I haven't seen any of those movies, but uh, I really like the Olivia Rodrigo song, so there you go. Next Goal Wins is out now. Taika Waititi doesn't seem to be doing any kind of uh, noise with that one, but... Um, He's certainly getting out there in the press and well, his little quotes and quips. I mean, you know, I, I think I think Jojo Rabbit might get reassessed. It's it wasn't as good as a lot of people said. That's right. Mm. You want some of this? Let's go. Yeah. Um, not to say that Tiger hey. doesn't. I mean, I like I said, I think Tiger's best movies are A Boy and then The Hunt for the Wilder People. Sure. And I think you know yeah. is getting away from that kind of style. This, as I mentioned. Feels like it would be more back to it, but this is, you know, it got delayed, it got pushed. Um, the documentary about this is is very good, though, which I think has the same name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, more bad news for Disney. Uh, Wish, which is not doing very well at all, and they really had high hopes for it. I didn't see it. Did you see Wish? No, my daughter says it's her favorite movie, but I feel like she says that a lot lately. <laughs> Um, but she, when I told her that, she told me, well, we saw Trolls and you didn't tell me, and I didn't tell you that was my favorite movie. I said, but you told me it was your favorite of the Trolls series. So, mm. um, this is what I'll say about Wish. Look at Elemental. Oh, it's a big bomb. It's a big bomb. Then, uh, four months later, it's still playing and still racking up money. So right, maybe right. this is one of those, maybe this is the new thing for movies like this. It's slower burns and longer legs. Yeah, it's very possible. I guess we will see what happens. Uh, next up is Napoleon from Ridley Scott. Uh, I didn't do an episode, but I did see it, and I liked it. Um, it, it you kind of got to get what you want out of it, because to me, this is just a big goof, this movie. And maybe that's the case of what he wanted. Maybe it's not. But it seems like anybody who's looking at it that way really likes it. And anybody who's going for a big historical epic is like, this sucks. Dave. You're saying that they gave him $120 million yeah. to just play a joke on people? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, this is where you and your movie conspiracy Twitter friends can create <laughs> uh, we things that don't exist, like uh, like future cult classics. 
Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, and last up from last month's episode was Saltburn, which I will be recording an episode on later this week. Uh, the new film from Emerald Fennel uh, is uh, pretty good. Not, not great, but um, I had fun with it. Was it The Killer last month or was that before? I that we we covered that on a trailer episode the month before because it had the limited theatrical release um but we did do an episode on it so i listened it was uh it was a good episode and uh i love that movie right on right on well let's get to december's movies like i said we got plenty to talk about uh first up is poor things in theaters december 8th uh, it's Yorgos Lanthimos' new film. Uh, stars Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, Margaret Qualley, Christopher Abbott. Uh, it's a story about this woman who is created, and uh, she kind of breaks away and starts to experience all that the world has to offer, and critics just have absolutely been eating it up, even though it's completely insane from everything I've heard. Uh, I can't wait, of course. I agree. I mean, just listening to that cast, right? And the, I mean, look, we know Emma Stone on fire. Have you oh, been watching The Curse? Yes, yes. I, I haven't seen the most recent one, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think uh, if you like shows that or uh, art pieces that deliberately try to make you uncomfortable, it's it's quite excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willem Dafoe, we all love. Uh, Abbott and Quali, I thought, were great this year in Sanctuary, you know? Sure. That movie yeah. kind of fell off for me towards the end, but I thought their performances were great. This trailer, which I'm delighted is only a minute and 20 seconds long because it doesn't give too much away. I mean, it feels like a Terry Gilliam trailer to me, you know? Yeah, I guess um, so. So the beginning, you got uh, Inventor Defoe in black and white, and it's very lighthouse-like. Um, and like you said, he creates this uh, woman creature uh, who is trying to ascertain her independence. So... I mean, this whole, you know, you could pick any of the Frankenstein movies, any of the young Frankenstein stuff. Uh, I also had My Fair Lady on there because he's like a master trying to uh, educate uh, this woman into the ways of the world. And then lastly, at one point, someone yells out, Bella, which reminded me of Kite on a Hot Tin Roof. Stella. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course, Frankenstein is number one. And then um, I put The Enigma of Casper Hauser, a movie we covered over there on Awesome Movie. Well, I'm happy to be influential. Very good. Very good, Jason. Uh, let's move on. And by the way, I should just say um, I cut out all of the uh, December 1st releases just because there's so many damn movies uh, coming out this month. And a bunch of them I've already recorded episodes on so oh, uh, that's why know. we're on the eighth already uh, i so. knew maestro wasn't on the list but other than yeah that, i don't know yeah next up the boy and the heron in theaters december 8th from hayao miyazaki uh this is i, I think his first animated film in a while i, I didn't write I was retired and you know yeah was in his late 80s i think and he's so he came out because this was a story like that he loved as a child and he adapted, and now he's saying he might do another. And I'm right. saying, uh, don't be like a holes in America, where like they're like, oh no, Clint Eastwood, no Marty Scorsese, you have to fight for three years to make a movie. Back the money truck up, let these dudes make their movies. Yep, absolutely, let him do it. He's he's earned the right to make these things. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one looks uh, very weird, very like kind of 
fantastical. Um, it looks like a lot of fun, though. I haven't seen much of his work. Um, are you a big fan of his? I yes, I am. Um, I don't love everything, but I'm. It's always so interesting and beautiful mm -hmm. and unique. And the ones that you that stick with you, like for me, is my neighbor Totoro is my favorite of the studio, studio Ghibli's. But um, uh, yeah. You should you should watch his stuff. I mean, this definitely pulls a lot. It feels like from like something like Spirited Away. Um, mm -hmm. But I also had Isle of Dogs on here because they're um, in a strange place where they have to rescue an animal, and yeah, sure. it, it felt like um, you know a, a quest movie like Lord of the Rings. And there's this whole you know the, the journey across the ocean it had Life of Pi on there. A lot a lot of interesting uh, elements here. Right on, right on. Yeah, I put uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, this just like imaginary world of creatures, you know, and everybody is kind of dealing with their mental state. Uh, also, A Monster Calls, the one with Liam Neeson as a talking tree who's helping this kid through uh, the, the experience of his mother dying. And it seems like there's a lot more like going on with why this kid is going on his journey here. So, uh, yeah, but those were some great ones that you had there, and I'll definitely be interested to see that Dave, movie. Dave, question for you. Mm -hmm. One of the voices, Dave Batista. Yeah. My my pick right now for best actor this year. Is wow. that insane? That It's crazy, but I mean, he is great in that movie. So <laughs> He's so you know. great in Knock at the Cabin, right? Absolutely. What, yeah, what really performance good. has been more effective than that this year? Hey, I you know, I... I that movie might be in my top 10, but uh, probably top 20, but it's really good, though. So I'm with you. Um, by the way, yeah, the English language cast, I'm sure most people say, you know, you know, watch it with the subtitles. But the English language cast, uh, Robert Pattinson's in there, a whole bunch of really interesting people. I mean, I love watching foreign Willem movies, Defoe. foreign films. Yeah. yeah. But um, when I watch these Studio Ghibli movies, um, you know, it's with my daughter. We always watch the English translations. Mm -hmm. you're they're great i think yeah. he, they always get good cast just just roll with it yeah for sure next up is eileen in theaters 12 8 uh thomas and mckenzie and anne hathaway um i i guess she's like a, a, a anne hathaway is like a therapist who comes in and is kind of playing mind games with this young girl at a school i i was a little unsure of what's going on here with this one yeah, but we're all talking like this. So what's yeah. the big deal? What's <laughs> what's pro what's the problem here at Grey Gardens, David? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I I didn't think it was. Um, I, I thought it was a prison that she works at a prison. Mackenzie works at a prison, and then Hathaway mm. maybe comes into the prison as a therapist type, but also has a, a hold over her and like you shouldn't end up here. A nice girl like you, you know that mm -hmm. type of thing. Sure. Uh, where she's working. I mean, it's based on a bestseller, right? And um, it, it looks good. It looks interesting. I mean, I took elements of Girl Interrupted, um, yeah. probably for that kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, sterile environment of uh, there was a mental institution here. It's a prison. Um, it seems like there's some type of forbidden romance that reminded me of Far From Heaven. And um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many. I had the black swan down here. Side effects, probably, because there's a secret romance. It's something. Gone Girl, who knows, man? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering between Girl Interrupted or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, some, somewhere in there where there's a therapist patient thing going on. Uh, and then Basic Instinct, I put in there too, because it seems like Anne Hathaway is getting uh, 
very uh, using that sexuality in this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I did see you write a comment on the internet where you were like, "Hope to see your vagina." Did I say that somewhere? Yeah, and you spelled it like that too. So <laughs> that definitely seems like something I would do. I, I'm a little loopy at the end of the year, so uh, maybe yeah. I did. <laughs> you added her. Do we get to see your vagina in this movie? Oh yeah, I, I tagged her and everything. She's um, not. She's uh, never been shy about showing her body so good uh-huh. for her you know for sure for sure leave the world behind is up next uh december 8th in theaters and netflix uh sam esmail mr robot homecoming uh wrote and directed this thriller it's about uh two families who both claim to belong at this house one says they live there the other one says they rented it and then there seems to be like a global internet shutdown and maybe some other kind of disaster going on and uh there's a lot of uh conspiracy and you know who knows who's telling the truth um great cast julia roberts ethan hawk mahershal ali what do you think about this one i am going in with optimism on this because i liked the first few seasons of mr robot and then i couldn't stand it after a while and i had to stop watching it Mm. um esmail is always a great guest on the big picture podcast so i like listening to him and Dude, they get me. I mean, they play one of my favorite songs throughout the the trailer, the uh, LCD sound system song, Oh Baby, which I think was, you know, as we are on record, uh, book smart, not a good movie. But they Mm. just they just waste the song, I think, in there. But here it's just used so effectively. Have you ever seen the video for that? I don't remember. I might have. It's so great. You got to watch it. It's uh, David Strathairn and uh, Sissy Spacek. And they're like gonna die so they create like a time machine or something so they could stay together and of course it doesn't all go to plan but i love that song it's very emotive i wanted to recommend the video you should watch it you would remember it um i mean look barbarian right um i you know so from there it's barbarian and and then there's the you know end of the world stuff i think which hbo is owning station 11 and the last of us um but it also seemed like it was a basic situation where the world was uh, going to end. Like, like, hey, we're at a dinner party and the world's ending, which was it's a disaster, which is a great indie movie that I think is worth watching. And then the other thing I thought of was it seems like Mahershal Ali knows much more and might be involved in this. So is he like pulling the strings a la The Truman Show? I'm not saying that it, there's a reality show element, but it feels like there's something that he knows that other characters don't know. Mm. Yeah, to that point, I was also thinking about 10 Cloverfield Lane with John Goodman's character. So, uh, yeah, also, of course, I had Barbarian down too. Uh, also, Us, Jordan Peele's Us, um, you know, the idea of like the safety of the the home and this, you know, other family laying claim to it, uh, kind of uh, a reverse home invasion kind of situation. But uh, yeah, it, this one definitely looks interesting. Um, hopefully, it turns out good. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's. I mean, I wonder if this is because of the pandemic or whatever, but, you know, we've, we have so many home invasion movies and we seem to have a lot of these now, like we're both supposed to be at the Airbnb movies. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, I I imagine we'll keep getting them. So I don't know. Uh, Next up is Wonka, which uh, will be in theaters December 15th. And I don't know if you've been following along, but all the critics seem to love it apparently. Um, this origin story of Willy Wonka, which just sounds so bad when you'd say it out loud, but Timothy Chalamet stars, 
Uh, also, Hugh Grant's in it as the Oompa Loompas. It's the director of Paddington. So, I mean, that's something worth maybe getting excited about. Yeah, Paddington rules and Paddington yeah. 2, you know, the highest rated movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, so I give it, I give that guy the benefit of the doubt for sure. Um, and it looks cool. And Hugh Grant is so funny as the bad guy in Paddington 2. He looks hilarious here as the Oompa Loompa. It looks magical, um, mystical, whimsical, uh, you know, uh, razzmatazzy Dave. Wow. You know. Zip zappy and zesty. I don't know what you want from me. Those are all uh, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. So, I mean, origin stories that we didn't think we needed, Cruella, and that's probably the main one for me. But it definitely has elements of uh, Harry Potter and uh, The Greatest Showman for me also. Yeah, sure. I was, I kind of just put down Disney live action remakes, even though it's not a remake of a cartoon, but, uh, you know, it just kind of has that same feeling. And Cruella is a perfect example of that. Um, also uh, a series of unfortunate events, the Jim Carrey, Lemony Snicket movie kind of feels a little bit like that too. The, the weird guy with his inventions and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Chalamet is good. And, uh, like, like we said, you know, the director's good. So maybe it'll be better than any of us expected and we'll see what happens. I'm probably going to see it. So that you, you I'm just giving you warning right now, Dave. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up, it's Las Vegas' own Mark Wahlberg in The Family Plan, December 15th on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, partially shot here in Las Vegas, a family action comedy. Um, I just wrote down here, poor Michelle Monaghan. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this. He's, he used to be a, a spy or something. I was a hitman, and now yeah. I'm not. But we're going on a road trip, because I got made. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to do with this movie. It looks so bad, but I don't know. What do you got for pieces? True Lies, Nobody, The Old Man. And then, of course, uh, the excellent film, The Sleepover, with Malin Ackerman and Ken Marino. Not an excellent film at all. But, you know, nobody we both bring up every month. This is clearly True Lies. Oh, the yeah. old man was a cool little show about a you know the, the oh yeah the old man injury. I forgot about that show right God yeah. the, these shows they just go in you know you watch them and they're just gone like I forgot all about that show yeah but I mean this is another common thing we see a lot lately of you know hey my life is being thrown into turmoil because I was made yeah no absolutely uh, I put a history of violence um, a much better version of any of that and then the pacifier with Vin Diesel as a family man action hero guy yeah. who yeah. is tough he's tough but he has to deal with a baby yeah, so uh, it's the sleepover yeah. the mom has you know an illicit past so there you go uh, next up chicken run dawn of the nugget on Netflix December 15th this is a sequel to 2000s chicken run uh i can't believe it's that long since that movie came out um i wasn't going to include this one at first because it just seems like you know animated movie of the month on netflix but it seems like there are people that remember chicken run very fondly and are very much looking forward to this i mean everything ardman do does is awesome it's like studio ghibli you know yeah chicken run and sean uh sean of the sheep you know they're great like give it to me bro so yeah um, this looks fun, you know, um, the, the chickens, uh, are supposed to stay in one place and then they escape. And that, that reminded me of Moana. Uh, the parents have to track down the, the chicken who escapes finding Nemo. Uh, mm-hmm. they end up in this crazy world, which looked like Barbie to me. And then of course, 
you know, every, you know, that that's good enough. We'll go with those. Two. <laughs> that's good enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Barbie was on my list too, because especially because it seems like this, uh, you know, imaginary land that they're in is really just there to keep everybody happy and sedated before they, right. you right. know, so, so yeah, that's like Barbie land. Also the matrix kind of the same, you know, the same thing there, uh, but finding email, that's a good one. I don't know why I didn't put that one down, but definitely, uh, yeah, hopefully it's good. We will see. Next up, my most anticipated movie of 2023, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. He's shaking his head at me. Is this, is, are you for real right now? I'm 100% for real. I love Aquaman. It's probably my favorite superhero movie. <laughs> You're not a person anymore. It'll be in theaters after 100 delays on December 22nd. Um, it's James Wan, of course. It is uh, the sequel to the inexplicable billion-dollar success that was Aquaman. Um, you know, obviously, the whole DC universe has left this whole thing behind. Uh, they probably shouldn't even release this movie at this point. They should have just made one of those tax write-offs that we all hate. But uh, it's it's coming, and it's really the only chance the box office has to have a major hit at the end of the year, even though it's not looking too good. They're they're guessing between like twenty and forty million, which would be a fucking disaster if that's what really happened. I mean, you know, hey, get get with it, bros. So yeah. this is what's this is what's been coming. So yeah, yeah, no, deal with I, it, it's Dranguses. Like I said, it's amazing they're even putting it out at this point. But uh, what do you got for pieces? Okay, Aquaman, Atlantis, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we all live here. It's beautiful. It's Avatar. It's, you know, the environment. You know, it's uh, all that stuff. And then um, it, it seems like his brother is coming to help, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, why don't you pick whichever one you want, Dave? Thor, uh, you know, and Loki, Captain America, and Bucky. You know, it's all, it's all the same. We're doing all the same shit, Dave. So yes, we are. Yeah. I also, I also also had the Fast and Furious because they also do it there where every time the bad guy ends up becoming a good guy in the next one. So, yeah, I mean, these are just, you know, it looks like there's uh, ghosts who are trying to fight them. And that was a huge Pirates of the Caribbean thing that started with the Curse of the Black Pearl, I think. So it's all just nonsense. Get Get this out of my face, Dave. I mean, that's why I love the first one is because it leans into the nonsense so much. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's all nonsense. I will not uh, argue that point one bit. Uh, and yeah, I had Loki down as well because of that same thing you said. So uh, let's just move on to Migration. The new Illumination film will be also December 22nd. Um, they had one of the biggest hits of the year with Super Mario. So there's you know no reason to bet against this one, even though it looks pretty by the numbers as far as these animated movies go. Um, a bunch of birds migrating. Mike White wrote it, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, stars Kamel Nanjani and Elizabeth Banks as the main voices, but also Carol Kane, Keegan-Michael Key, Danny DeVito, Aquafina. Um, it looks kind of fun. No way. Aquafina's doing an animated voice? No way. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't love this preview, but every between Illumination and Mike White, I feel like you got to go in with a real open mind here, right? So, sure. Yeah. Um, do you remember the the movie Free Birds, with the turkeys who didn't want to be Thanksgiving turkeys? I barely remembered Chicken Run, so no. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could say that Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget could be an influence on this because they're <laughs> trying to stop the Nugget in that one, and this one they're trying to stop Duck a la Ronge, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'll give you one of your favorites, Mitchell's versus the machines, because it's all um 
you know, how do we defeat this corporate entity type thing? It feels like. Yeah. Speaking or, of well, duck a la range, uh, shout out to friend of the show, Chris Cranock, who has a duck a la range joke in his new film, uh, L'Impostor, that's coming out next year that I did a little music for. Um, and then here it is in migration. So can you I tell give us him the some joke? shit. No, you have to watch the movie. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a little visual gag, but you'll see. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I had Finding Nemo and Angry Birds. It's it's all the same stuff. But yep. um, yeah, moving on. One that I'm really excited about. The Iron Claw. And I'm sure you are, too. December 22nd uh, from A24 starring Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, a bunch of other people. Uh, the story of the Von Erich wrestling family. Um, which, by the way, I don't know the story. So I'm going into this kind of like blank slate. I'm sure you know all about it, though. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, this is the famed uh, family of Texas uh, world class championship wrestling back when um, the territory days were where each kind of region had their own territory. This was the hot one in Texas. And the Von Erics were the big Fritz. The, the father was like the booker and the owner. And then his sons, these brothers, were the um, were the big stars of the territory, and um, it's just tragedy after tragedy. I mean, I'm not going to tell you because you probably don't want to know, but it's there yeah. if you do want to know. Um, there was actually a really good thirty for thirty short on it about Kevin Von Erich, um, um, you know, one of the brothers. So I would recommend that. Um, look. Uh, they're all going to die, Dave, in one way or another. This is <laughs> I, I figured. So, yeah, um, yeah. The Virgin Suicides is where I went with this. And then nice. the idea of kind of, uh, God, the underdog and uh, fighting at all costs definitely felt like there was some rocky stuff going on here. Cool. R- cool. Yeah. yeah. Virgin Suicides. That's an interesting one. I, I'm so excited to see this. Yeah. The Sean uh, Durkin, man. There you go. Uh, you're Rocky. I put the wrestler. Um, the other one that I put though, uh, you know, kind of the humor of the trailer, I thought of the righteous gemstones, the idea of these three kind of rednecks who, you know, they're trying to live their father's legacy and they're in his shadow. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I all love. So, well, Fritz was a legend, but, um, at least one or two of the Von Erichs got to the point where they were at least at that level of fame or surpassed him. So yeah. there are four brothers and, you know, they're all competing for his affection and not just that, who's the most popular one. And to, to me, it was always, you know, I knew Kerry Von Eric before the rest of them. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Jeremy Allen White, dude, like, I mean, the whole cast is good, but that did you watch The Bear this year? No, we, we watched the first episode and then we never picked it back up. But I know everybody loves it. I think it's the best show this year. Yeah. Season two. I mean, I like season one also, but I think season two best show this year. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back to it at some point. Yeah. There's some, uh, I mean, this, this is a, a, not to, I know we want to keep going, but this is an interesting time in pro wrestling because it's also territorial, right? Like you have your big stars in Memphis and your big stars in Florida and your big stars in Texas. And like, you know, Ric Flair is a traveling champion and Dusty Rhodes is this huge guy in Florida. Like it's all such an interesting, crazy time that I, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, is such a unique business. Like we're making TV and we're doing loops around the same seven cities every week and just further storytelling. And we're all getting rich because, you know, it's so hot at the moment. And some of the stories are so riveting to people. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I there. It's going to be a really interesting one, and I. It seems like there's a lot of story to tell there, so I, I'm excited. Uh, next up, anyone but you in theaters December 22nd as well. Uh, this is Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell in this rom com that everybody has been making fun of online. It seems like uh, this movie is like practically cursed. Uh, they're they're you know, pretending to date to make their exes jealous or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I like both of these actors, but it's a pretty bad trailer, and I get why everyone's making fun of it. Uh, this is Will Gluck, who, you know, is uh, one of the big rom-com directors uh, out there, From and this was, like, supposed to be the big comeback of it. I, I met Will Gluck last year at a film festival, Dave, and uh, mm-hmm. he gave a great lecture of you know, kind of how to advance your career. And I, in his lecture, he was like, look, if you can pitch a movie in one sentence and hook someone, you know, then you're probably onto something. And so I saw him after the lecture at the award ceremony before we started. And I go, I, I liked your lecture this morning. He goes, oh, you were there? I didn't see that many people. I was like, yeah, it was great. I actually um, am nominated for an award for a movie that I can pitch you right now in one sentence, right? And he goes, all right, let me hear it. And I pitched it to him. And he's like, that's really good. And I go, can I send it to you? And he goes, yeah, you know, let's see what happens tonight. And then we won. And then mm-hmm. I never saw him again. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> yeah. That, I have a lot of stories where like, and then this could have happened, but then nothing happened with it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, this looks terrible. Right. And this is yeah. again, this tried and true territory of like, oh, dad's a dickhead and mom's a, a, a dirt bag. Like we got to pretend we're dating. And, you know, these two actually did seemingly bang at one point in time but like literally i wrote i uh while i was researching i wrote in like movies about fake boyfriends or girlfriends there's a list of like 60 of them on yeah imdb right so yeah you know uh i put down holiday which is like hey let's date out convenience for the holiday there's literally a movie called my fake boyfriend while you were sleeping she's pretending to be just pick them this is again where's the creativity what are we doing yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I just put what happens in Vegas and just go with it. Both movies that, you know, would probably be on that list that you just mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I like both the actors, but I feel like uh, this just doesn't seem like a movie that's going to work very well. And is this what you want from either of these actors? Either? No, not at all. Not one bit. So. Next up, it's Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire on Netflix, December 22nd. This is Zack Snyder's new universe of films and TV and content. Um, I think they already greenlit like a trilogy of movies, a series, and comic books and video games. It basically looks like Star Wars, but uh, it's it's Zack Snyder's Star Wars, so I'm sure all of his mega fans, like our buddy Chad, will love it. Stars Sofia Butella and Charlie Hunnam. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? Uh, it looks terrible and I don't mm. care, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, but it looks terrible. Can we just say that? Can we just say it's like, uh, you know, Hey, Oh, I'm going to dress you like the, the tomb Raider and, uh, we're going to do the Mandalorian and, uh, you know, maybe we'll throw a little snow piercer in there. It looks terrible. I'll watch it. What bothered me the most about the trailer was not how terrible it looked but that they took took an excellent T-Rex song, Children of the Revolution, and did a shitty fucking gross slowdown remake. Get that the shit slowdown. out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> he loves his slowed down I know, but like, sure. dude, T-Rex, that's such a classic, man. Get get that get out of here. Amazing. 
Amazing. Uh, yeah. Aside from Star Wars, I put Dune. I put John Carter, uh, which oh, yeah. could that's end up like. A, yeah, that's probably an accurate <laughs> one there. So. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see I mean, honestly, happens. and it didn't like besides the story not looking good, the the animations didn't look good or the CGI's looked pretty bad to me. Am I wrong? Well, it clearly looks like a streaming movie, um, which is what it is. Um, but, you know, you would hope that with full rain and I mean, they they seem to be giving him so much like like resources, like but it still just looks like a streaming action movie. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought Army of the Dead looked terrible, so um, this might be continuing that that kind of a you know a look in the way that he shoots these things. But we'll see. Uh, next up, Ferrari: The Return of Michael Mann, uh, December twenty fifth in theaters. Uh, stars Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari uh, about. Uh, of course, the cars, of course, racing, also his relationship, his divorce uh, and everything else uh, it looks heavy and big. And this is, you know, potentially one of the big ones, you know, awards wise at the end of the year. Um, it looks good. Uh, yeah. Along with poor things, this is and leave the world behind. This would be the one I'm most looking forward to. But I, I mean, there's a shot at the beginning of this with them racing, I think, in the Italian countryside. And even in the preview, it almost takes your breath away. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And like, dude, Michael Mann doing street racing, like, come on. Like, this is, it's, you gotta, I, I, yeah, sign me up day one, bro. So, yeah. I and mean, apparently it's incredibly gory too. Which, uh, oh, because of car crashes and stuff? Yeah. Wonder, apparently so. it's going to be like shockingly gory. That's what they're saying. But it seems like, you know, this and, um, you know, the Iron Claw have similarities with like, you know, athletes dying in the family and and yeah. such but um you know you, you gotta put ali on there because of michael mann's past and making a sports movie but i also have house of gucci because um yeah what, what are we doing with the accents here adam driver <laughs> and, i love him he's so good <laughs> and then um i i might have recommended this on a different episode but this idea of like kind of using science and a different way of thinking to figure out how to win races there's an awesome documentary on um netflix the whole series is good untold it's their basically versions of 30 for 30 called the race of the century it's how the australians won the world uh the america's cup um with like one uh engineer's kind of crazy designs to build the yacht to take out the americans well-funded team it's it's great hmm. sounds very interesting um I also threw in Ford v Ferrari on here, which right. of course, you know, the other side of things, that's more of a crowd pleaser, but still uh, ended up in the awards considerations. Uh, and then since you uh, took House of Gucci, I'll also throw First Man in there, um, which is kind of what you were talking about with the race of the century. Uh, sounds like it deals with uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, take the technology further in a similar way. So uh, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Michael, one. Man Michael Mann, another one just, just give them money, man. Let them make them these movies while we still have them, bro. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Are we getting Heat Two next? I, think. I hope so. Possibly with yeah. Adam Driver, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. Dave, did you? You know, I know you and I talk about like how great Michael Mann's sound, you know, design soundtracks are, and his scores, and you know, I love the score in Thief. Um, this score sounded amazing, and the score in, in Heat also. This sounded like perfect Michael Mann scoring here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's part of why I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, next up is The Boys in the Boat in theaters December 25th. George Clooney gets to direct a movie every Christmas, and this is that movie. 
This is about a boating team. Uh, seems like a pretty by the numbers sports drama. Uh, a bunch of young actors I don't really recognize, but Joel Edgerton's in there too. <laughs> That's your pitch. I got this book in my in, in my house and I haven't read it yet. But um, yeah, I mean it's you know the classic like you know uh, the depression and the war took a lot out of all of us. We need something to give us hope, right? And, and it's yeah. like this underdog team from the University of Washington. Not only did can these boys win the college championship, they might be good enough to win the world championship. We could send them to the Olympics. You know that type that's of thing. A good, that's a good uh, good impression. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought of Sea Biscuit almost immediately. Uh -huh. uh, Match race, Cinderella Man, the uh, Russell Crowe movie, in which I must admit he does an excellent New Jersey accent. And um, speaking of that, uh, Untold: The Race of the Century, there is a movie called Wind from 1992 about the American who lost that race and then had to come back and recapture the America's Cup. So it's Spoiler all about alert. America's Cup Jeez. right now. Spoiler <laughs> alert. These are like literally real life events that have happened, Dave. I know. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, I also thought of Cinderella Man. Uh, the other one I put, I, I couldn't think of a boat racing. I mean, obviously there's been tons of them, but I was thinking of the scene in the social network where they're racing in a boat. So that's what I put. But I'm probably not going to see this movie, Jason, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, I, I would watch it at my house. But eh, We'll see. There's plenty of other movies to watch. Uh, our last one for the month is The Color Purple, a new adaptation coming out December 25th in theaters. Uh, of course, Steven Spielberg did it in 1985. This one stars Halle Bailey, Fantasia Barino, Taraji P. Henson, and we mentioned earlier Coleman Domingo. Um, this is a huge undertaking to try to redo this right now, but uh, hopefully it works out well. Yeah, it looks a little too manipulative for me, mm, but, um, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, it, I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Um yeah, you mentioned Spielberg, and I thought of his West Side Story because we're reinterpreting sure. something and, you know, taking it. Um, and then there's a, seemingly a whole element with these uh, sisters and uh, are they enter in, in, in entertainment? Does one betray the other? And that reminded me of the Cotton Club. But really what I find so amusing about this trailer is they must have just watched the Dreamgirls trailer over and over and been like, hey, Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar for that song and uh she was on american idol so let's do an art trailer fantasia barino singing our song and maybe she'll win an oscar because she was on american idol there you go I, I feel like that's what they've been doing with uh a, lo a lot of her roles over the last 10 years or so yeah yeah but uh yeah all, all good ones i had west side story on my list as well and uh i don't know it's, it's kind of such a specific thing i didn't even really come up with anything else um but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. You know, we will see what happens with it. Um, just to run through a bunch of other movies that are coming in December. Like I said, it's an absolutely stacked month, but uh, we've got Godzilla minus one, Saltburn. Uh, well, we covered that last month. Renaissance, the Beyonce concert film, Silent Night, The Return of John Woo, Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy, May, December, the new Todd Haynes film with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, which I've seen already and is excellent. And Maestro, the uh, the new Bradley Cooper movie with Carrie Mulligan, uh, also excellent. Um, but yeah, so many movies this month. Any anything else that you wanted to shout out? I mean, John Woo, I'm ready. Let's go. That's the yeah. one for me. Hell yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. 
Um, but yeah, that's it. Stacked month. Uh, is there something that you want to recommend? This will be your last recommendation of the year before we uh, get to January. Yeah. So I feel like I should recommend something from this year that might not make my uh, top 10 and seem to um, just fall off the map. And we covered it on this preview episode. But did you watch Fair Play? Yes, it was good. I liked yeah. it. Fair play is good. I mentioned Sanctuary earlier. I think Fair Play does a better job playing in that world than Sanctuary does. And uh, yeah, and some really nice performances. Alden Ehrenreich is all the way back. Eddie yep. Marzan, we always like as a bad guy. And and Phoebe Denever is, uh, whose name I might be mispronouncing, quite good, quite good in this film. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. It's also, you know, a good meaty movie you could chew on for, you know, a few weeks after just thinking about, you know, the ending and everything. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great recommendation. Jason, what is going on over on Awesome Movie here? Hey, Dave, uh, if you listened this week, you you got the audience choice for 1987. We're going right into the holidays now. Lots of fun holiday episodes. And then, Dave, should I tell should I mention the new season? Or- yeah, the, the, it'll be out by uh, the epilogue will be out by now. All right, so the new season, uh, we're going back to the original awesome movie year, uh, or the original best movie year ever, they say, 1939. We're going to go all the way back, Dave, watch things in black and white, and have some fun. (laughs) Yes, we are. I look forward to it, and I look forward to the next time you're back here on Piecing It Together. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies that are coming out in December. Thank you to Jason Harris for joining me on that one. And thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying Piecing It Together, of course, make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review if you are enjoying the show. And also, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together. There's a bunch of episodes up there right now that haven't hit the main feed yet. Uh, Bonus content from Awesome Movie Year. We're about to release a new bonus episode on broadcast news from the 1987 season. And content from my music career. Uh, There's an exclusive soundtrack on there right now. There's another one hitting early next year. And uh, lots of other great stuff hitting the Patreon soon. That's patreon.com slash Rosen. We do appreciate your support. And speaking of my music, uh, I right around the time this goes up, will have announced that I am releasing 24 new songs in 2024. I've been teasing this whole 2024 plan thing uh, for a while now, and now the news should be out there. Uh, 24 new songs 
I'll probably do like some kind of a special bonus episode just to kind of explain for anybody who doesn't read my blog posts uh, (laughs) what's going on here. Because if you're subscribed to my music on Spotify or Apple Music or any of those places, these songs are going to be coming at you boom, boom, boom. And you're going to be like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, But basically the first and third Friday of every month, In all of 2024, you're going to be getting a new song from me, a whole bunch of music that I've been working on for a few years now, and it's a lot of really great stuff. I'm so excited about this. So that is just a little preview of what's happening here, and I'm going to play you off right now with the first song of that series of music. This will be out the first Friday of January 2024. This is actually something you might have heard before. Uh, it is The Hanging Garden, my cover of The Cure's The Hanging Garden. I originally made this for a compilation album of Cure covers that was uh, put out for charity, and I went through the process of getting the rights to release it as an actual single, and that is what I'm kicking off 2024 with. So this is The Hanging Garden, my cover of The Cure's song, and we will be back with more Piecing It Together very soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.